Yeah, man, it's it's kind of like the double-edged sword of being, you know, frugal and fiscally responsible is that like, yeah, you're going to have more money, but you're not spending it when you can actually enjoy it. Because like, I think a lot of people think, okay, I'll be retired and then I'll be a millionaire. But by the time a lot of people are going to be retired, they're going to be, you know, in their 50s, 60s on the decline. Like you're yeah. not, you're not uh, tip top shape. You're not at the top of the, the, you know, mountain uh, once you're doing that. So I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like uh, spend your money now. It's probably a like a, a like a Pharaoh, a Pharaoh thing, you know, like, well, mm-hmm. like the idea is like uh, you build a goddamn thing so you can fill all the ra- like that's like it's, it's almost like Babe Ruth stepping up to the plate and pointing at the stands right. like 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 because they had to build those pyramids well in advance before these fuckers died. Right. They couldn't just like sit there and be like, all right, we'll get to building this as soon as he's on his deathbed. That's a 20, 30 year endeavor guy, that pyramid. So it's like it, it's it's you saying, okay, I want the biggest pyramid because in my life I'm going to be able to fill that pyramid with all my riches, all my spoils, all my right. possessions, with and all the weird... spooks, all the gold, all the traps and scarabs, <laughs> with all and the stuff. curses, the and the, then the you know, beetles. Two thousand years from now, when Brendan Fraser comes along, he's going to be in for some surprises. Yeah, you think that I was just it. like a case of mistaken identity. Like that mummy was a cool dude who just got trampled on and felt scorned. I mean, because that's kind of the backstory in that. He had like a great love. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? He was just yeah. like he was just banging the uh, pharaoh's guma or whatever. Well, it, well, then I'm kind of on the pharaoh side. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't cool of uh, Imhotep to be doing that. What do you think going to happen? This is a right. despot. He can do literally anything, and you're fucking with his Kool-Aid. Sorry to refer to a and, woman as Kool-Aid, but you know and, what I'm saying. And I might be um, misremembering this, but I think that they were trying to kill the pharaoh too, right? Isn't that mm. the deal? Weren't they right, trying to like also a, murder the pharaoh, and then he was going to take over Egypt somehow? even though he was like the, his trusted priest slash homie. Right. That was going to go over well by the people, you know, or like, well, <laughs> well, you could probably lie. I mean, that's like the point. I don't know what the fucking like Egyptian news cycle was like back then. You know what I mean? It could have been about anything. Right. People had to worry about asps left and like, right. I mean, like, like he, he makes an appearance and he's literally like 500 yards away in the harsh, <laughs> you know, desert sun. They're like, Oh, looks like him, I guess. <laughs> that's fine. It's right, literally it's one so centimeter hot. tall to me. There's fucking mirages and shit. Like, you know, like it's really hot outside. And it looks like there's water evaporating on the ground but there's no goddamn water like that's that was right everybody's just in a, a constant state of heat stroke you know must have been lit i mean like yeah, in its own was way probably tripping balls <laughs> right exactly from it, dying it made it more tolerable i'm sure because i, I you know i i've been thinking about that a lot in terms of like quality of life in mm. ancient times we're like okay greek greece has got the mediterranean climate they're fine okay oh yeah but the, dude but the real g's who were like hanging out in the sub-sahara desert and shit like that like what the fuck what were they up to and how do they make their lives like better it really gives you the whole like uh the goosies when you think about like well life will find a way generally right because right and, and also uninhabitable just just that you know life kind of sprang forth from the continent of africa which is an unforgiving climate and i'm not saying that it came directly from the desert but goddamn they had to cross desert as like very primitive people with like they didn't know what clothes were and shit right well that's the it's like the uh the, the evolutionary rose growing through concrete sort of right like yeah. it's, it's it's like africa was the new york new york frank sinatra but like if you can make it here you can make it anywhere then we got to australia we got to all these other so places like caveman sinatra oh yeah he was dude he was a fucking crooner okay <laughs> like these women would fawn over this guy i mean didn't have any language it was just like just, but he just sounded swirling so a glass of fermented bat dung just <laughs> living right, his life man. the finest guano in the sub-saharan region yeah no i mean like my that was lando calrissian almost that wasn't frank sinatra um <laughs> but yeah dude i think about that all the time i because I'm, I'm fascinated in general i've been i've been reading this book and it's kind of boring but the like the content's fascinating it's just like this guy needs to be a better writer i think um, but it's all about the history of the english language itself which like I, I had wow. some... the the stunning irony that somebody writing about the history of the English language <laughs> itself is not a good writer. Well, no, I mean like he. But the, so his mission statement, he starts out and he's talking about how like, look, I ain't here to teach you what a fucking gerund is. All right, like your teachers should have done that. I'm not here to tell you about I after E, except after C, except for I don't know what? species or is this is this fucker from like Brighton Beach or something? Like I'm not here to tell you what a fucking gerund is. All right, 
I've never used a gerund in my goddamn life, okay? It's a lie. I am here to tell you about the history of English. And he does, dude. Like, what he does, because it's, it's funny. So I, like, personally, I hate the English language, or so I thought. I don't really okay. hate it. But I think it's a, it's a language that's bullshit. Like, again, I after E, except after C, except for species. And- it's got a lot of ins and outs, man. It's, it's like, don't they say it's, it's among the most difficult languages to learn for an outsider? Easily, because other yeah. languages, one, uh, have rules. But two, and this is the biggie, is our language is so, like, dude, it triples any other language's vocabulary. And the right. reason is because every other person... Uh, every, 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 every other language, rather, most of them are, are very content with keeping their shit homogenous and not accepting outside influence. Of course, it happens. Spanish has a lot of Arabic and French has a, it happens. Okay. But that's also because there is a, there is a mother language, which is the Proto-Indo-European language, which like Sanskrit is a part of, or Sanskrit, sorry, uh, Sanskrit's a part of, Greek's a part of, uh, like, like, you know what I'm saying? All of these languages, even English, which we say is Germanic. Uh, it's, right. it's still technically a part of that language, which is like really fascinating to me. So the, 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 when this hit home for me, I just have one example that I wrote down because I was like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Which is the idea that in, in Proto-Indo-European, the word for father, we now know it was a, a pater, right? And we know that because we saw, yeah, well, we saw that in Sanskrit and then we saw it in Greek and then we saw it in Latin. Uh, so we traced it and we're like, wow, all those are similar. There's a, a crossover there. And these two languages or these three regions have never really interacted uh, with each other. So how did that happen? Uh, and so, so what you find out is like, okay, eventually the P slips into an F sound, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of these regions, I'm sorry, I'm getting dense here, but it's going to pay off here. All of these regions have the same word for father. And not only that, have more or less the same word for God, which literally translates to sky father. Okay. <laughs> which <Nice>. sounds lit, <laughs> but okay. So in Sanskrit or San, yeah, in Sanskrit, uh, it's just, uh, the word's actually Peter. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so in, in Sanskrit, it's Deus Peter is, is sky father in, uh, Greek it's Zeus Peter. Okay. And then in Latin it's you Peter. Okay. Now, eventually, <laughs> these things got reduced, and Jupiter became Zeus, and Jupiter became Jupiter. And so, like, I, that blew my fucking mind that I was like, oh my God. Like, because I thought the Romans had no creativity. No, they had all the fucking, no, they're fine. They had Skyfather before any of the mythology. Uh, but you then you were the, very judgmental of like I other uh, languages, man. I was so you shitty do. last week. I talked so much shit about the Romans, and I'm like, Romulus, Remus, go fuck yourselves. But Just taking what the Greeks did and calling yourselves tall. Yeah, well, I mean, that's half accurate. I mean, it is. I've got no follow up. Okay. <laughs> you sounded you sounded like you're like, yeah, and, and here's why. And I was like, okay. No, but but so like reading that was this really fascinating thing, even if it beat me over the head with the fucking information. It's just the idea that like the reason English is so so important, it's the dominant language, even though it's spoken only the second most spoken language. And the reason is is because it there was never an inlet that that the english language was like all right let's go down there a little bit like so many of our words uh, are taken from other languages to, to begin with but it, uh, where where other languages would then replace their word for that completely we didn't do that so like the example he gave was foot and then ped which in latin means foot but we still we still keep ped right pedicure pedestrian like we still keep that prefix and we know what it means uh, oh. But we never got rid of foot. So we have five or six different words for every one thing where most languages have two or something at best. So oh. we're a mess, but goddamn yeah. it, we're an ambitious mess. I mean, at least we're not the Inuits, man. We don't have 50 words for snow. You know? Okay, so that's but that's something. a bit. That's a-, that's, a, that's a bit, though, because I forget what that's called. Snow cloning? I think it's called snow cloning. Where and we talked about this on this podcast, I could have swore. But so snow cloning is, is the idea of it's like it's, it's a it's a it's a it's almost like in space, no one can hear you X. It becomes this thing that you can then parody and change the variable, but mm. the meaning and intent is mostly the same. So they say in Germany, there's 50 words for bureaucracy. 
which like I doubt that's true. I think it's like just a saying that people say. You know what I'm saying? Stop going after the Inuits. They've dealt with enough, man. I'm not going after them. I'm just merely commenting on the fact that at least we don't have to learn 50 different words for snow. You know, we got enough on our plate anyway. But we have. How many do we have? We have like snow, sleet. I mean, I got those two. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> and aren't those so expensive? Like, aren't those two different things? I, I mean, I'm not like a cold weather expert, but isn't sleet like just uh, more just like a general like ice on the ground situation? I mean, I know that's what snow is, but isn't that like when it, it's hard ice? I feel like, like I feel like that was just some asshole like Jebediah Sleet who wanted to get down in the history books, you know. He mm. was passed over by meteorologists everywhere and then finally wrote himself into the history books. By James Snow. By James, yeah, James Snow got there first. So <laughs> this is a real Columbus Viking situation. The Vikings are like 500 years before Columbus. And is that, <laughs> do we have a cute little rhyming nickname? No, fuck. Like, I, I totally get it, man. It happens all the time. He, like, planted his flag in the snow. He's like, this is sleet. And then everybody was like, well, first of all, this is in our country that we came from. Second of all, right. this guy over here already named it. <laughs> he was so bad. He spent the rest of his year, like, just, or, like not even years, the rest of his years, plural, the rest of his life fighting right. that decision, trying to get real recognition. It, it was a real Amadeus uh, Salieri uh, type situation, man. As it often is when it comes to right. snow and sleet. <laughs> what, right. what else are you going to do? Um, the other, the other weird thing I've learned about today and I'm, I'm doing an experiment is, uh, I put grayscale on my phone. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And the only reason I did this is I read some other, some other book about, um, about our minds and about the link between our primate brains and what we are now, which is still primate brains. But like, you know, when, you know, when they do like a small upgrade to an Xbox and they're like, fuck it, Xbox S or something, that's what our brains are currently. Uh, but we still function with the like trigger, uh, the triggers of certain colors. So green, we can differentiate more green than any other country or color because we had to, because lions and tigers and shit like that. You know what I mean? We had to be able to see when, when there was a shadow on something and it was slightly darker, which is, which is amazing to me. I actually brought this up to my friends and they were like, what? That didn't make sense. It was like, we're, we're the ultimate predator. Well, we yeah. I mean, the, the the weird thing is like we are, but but have we gotten soft? You know what I mean? Are we are we that yes. old lion? Like, well, I yeah, mean, th- th- dude, this is like the reason we have fucking incels, man. Is like the the fucking uh, you know the gender roles have changed. There's no need for uh, dude bros to go out there and fucking hunt the tigers and the boars and shit. You can buy that shit at the supermarket. So do you like, think well, that's what, what it now? is? That like incels, they just lack purpose because they, they would be the people. I mean, so that seems like, I feel like we're painting See, with such a broad stroke there. I, I mean, but, but I mean, you, you have to, like everybody's an individual case, but I would say like overall, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely in part due to, uh, you know, uh, something societally, like where it's leaving a gap or a hole and dudes are like, I don't know what to do with this. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not even disproving that, but I think that's interesting in and of itself. It's not, I mean, it's tangentially related because the other point I was going to make about that was that red is the other one. Red, uh, is, it scintillates, uh, like red catches our attention. Every pop-up notification on this iPhone, I realized, has a giant red thing on it, which is right. just like, okay, so I just want to see what happens if I turn this off. I've been reading, there's so much like sleep studies about it too, which is mm-hmm. one, don't be on your phone an hour before you go to sleep, which is a at this point, it's seemingly impossible. Almost everyone is on their phone. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. But if you're going to do that, it's specifically the colors that are wiring your fucking brain. So you're never getting the right sleep. You're not getting REM. You're not getting the, the proper shit you're supposed to do. So uh, purely for, for uh, you know, experimenting, you know, I was like, all right, let me do a week of this grayscale shit. And it's annoying. But, you know, I'm just rewiring the brain, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it is it is jarring when you uh, when you throw that shit on and you're like, Oh my God, everything's boring now. And then you put it back on and you realize how, like how colorful your phone usually is. You know, all those icons are just so garish and in your face and it's just like bright candy colored, you know, and, and it, and it like feeds into that whole like addictive, like pleasure center part of your brain where like clearing a notification is like a little dopamine release. It's fucking weird, man. No, it's nuts. I mean, and so, and so the big debate on that is because we have kids who are now born 
who you know who like they right. have this leg up there too they can't even speak but they can fucking airdrop things to me and, uh, and <laughs> right and you're like, what's going on so i think about them all they the time they can venmo you if you <laughs> you need a couple bucks i got you hold on I'm like all right whatever baby that's no, fine old baby coin baby's going around own. here fucking flexing on everybody dude we should start a crypto call it baby coin that would probably take off dude it would just put like a picture of a little baby on it you know, people be like, oh, that's cute. And then we'd be rich, dude. That's how it works, right? A little, little boss baby. I have been thinking about getting into crypto and I don't know much about it, but yeah, like I hear... You missed the boat, Bubs. I well, no, I, I hear uh, Bitcoin is like poised, or at least the Winklevoss twins, you know, the villains from the social network uh, <laughs> think that... That's one uh, <laughs> way to describe them in that movie. <laughs> the victims is what I would say, but yeah, villains, that's fine. They're still billionaires. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like it's really hard for to feel bad for them, uh, but they think that Bitcoin is going to like hit over five hundred thousand um, dollars per coin, and it's at like eleven thousand now. So the time to get in is now, Torres. All right, you got well, all other kinds of coins. You got Dogecoin still fucking around, Litecoin, yep. etc. All the yep. coins. Now, I don't, baby I don't, I don't know mix. enough about crypto to to say that that's that that there's the next gold rush, fellers. Let's get to San Fran. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I obviously I think anything that threatens the status quo is an interesting thing. But sure. uh, Mr. Robot flirts with that, right? Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're like the economy is forced to go full crypto, which and, I thought was really interesting, right? Was that eCoin? And yeah, and, and I think that is like the thinking right now, because like, uh, just looking forward towards the future or whatever, like, let's say Trump wins. Um, and, you know, God. confidence financially, like in, the, in the markets is uh, going to be at an all time low. Um, but crypto is kind of immune to that. So like, it can take the place of like, you know, gold futures and shit. It's kind of nuts. I, I'm I'm excited for when people try to pay with paper bills and they're like accosted for it. You know what I mean? Like it's like this is the relic of old times. This smells like like bureaucracy. Because you have I feel baby like- corn, you have nothing. <laughs> Well, that'd be amazing, dude. Seriously. I mean, at what point does crypto then become this physical thing? Because I, I think that's the weird problem with it. Until like, I think crypto will be the future. I think it's like 50 years out, like before it's predominant because it has to be people who are like, who aren't attached to the physical. Uh, right. Because at that point, the planet money. will be on fire and paper oh, yeah. bills will just, you know, burn up immediately. Combustible in your fucking yeah. pants and shit like that. You the know? baby coin is forever. It's forever. <laughs> But, 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 okay, isn't it a little bit like as the aliens come or whatever? Like, we've now uploaded our currency and our economy onto a server, more or less. I mean, that's what it is on a series of servers. And so it's like, all right, well, that's like a tangible thing. I've talked, I've had this thought before. We talked about the internet, and I'm like, it's weird that the internet is the most real thing we've ever made. Probably the most, I mean, the greatest human achievement. But at the same time, I can't go to the internet. I can't turn the internet off. I can't. You right. Know it's, not, it's not a physical location. It's not like that South Park episode where Randy or somebody tries to unplug the internet or turn it off. I mean, but maybe there's like, there's versions of that, right? Like all these data centers, like Obama built that fucking ridiculous data center in Utah. And I don't think that's housing anything. But what I'm saying is like, there is in theory a way to turn off the internet. I'm sure. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm not like an internet expert, but I think you would have to like uh, destroy every server room on the planet, right? To officially eliminate the internet. So Skynet's really starting to look like a thing is what you're saying. Cause, cause that's, cause that's what initially, like it would have to be the corruption of every server or the cutting of every server. One you know, of those seems much more likely than the other. You know, what's funny and maybe like I'll regret saying this, maybe I'll eat my words. But when we started this podcast, I was very concerned, like at the forefront of my concerns about the future of this planet were like the singularity, the robots taking over, (laughs) Skynet, etc. Now I'm like, yo, like, let them have a shot. I'm fine with that. Like, we're fucking it up. Because yeah, because because, because they can't do worse. Well, I don't don't want to say that. Their cold robotic logic, I would think, would not allow them to do worse than what we've done. But, you know, God damn it. Give a robot an inch. You know, I'll take a robotic yard or something. So yeah. you, you got to be careful with that. And shit. as we know, a robotic yard is much <laughs> well, worse than a regular. It's, like, it's like God time. It's like, what's longer? Your minute of you, a minute of me, right? Like God can't answer that. I can't either. Yeah, nor should you. Robot measurements of length and space are, <laughs> are beyond our feeble uh, comprehension, Max. And I don't want to know. Full stop.
but yeah, man, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, give, give the robots a shot. And I've said this before, I'm not even saying it to be funny. I'm, I'm really at that point where I'm just like exhausted, you know, by, by all the other bullshit that's going on. Um, deep, deep fakes are coming. We, we've been using this reface app and, you know, as, as hilarious and fun as it is, uh, it's terrifying existentially to know that we're already that close. I can yeah. graft my face onto anybody's face and it it'll, might look weird, but I can do it. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I think the larger point is that it's primitive free technology on fucking phones. Whereas like, you know, there's some version of that technology that's hidden behind a paywall that looks indistinguishable. You know what I mean? We're there. Right. I saw that Biden thing you were telling me about. I saw that uh, Biden falling asleep video. <laughs> that's not real. Right. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. The problem like is this. Belafonte instead. The problem is this, is yeah. that like, yeah, I think most people <clears throat> with like good internet mm. and with two brain cells can probably distinguish that's not real, but that's not the target of that. Like that, right. that, that is for low, uh, like, like bad information. You know, this, people these, like, this is targeted yeah, to people operating at a level of cognitive dissonance to where like, to the point where like their brains are like literally different than ours. How do we do that? I mean, see, I get, I get so freaked out, man. I really do. I don't want to like go into despair, but I'm thinking about, yeah. well, no, I think it's an interest, interesting sociological, like, look, but God damn it. Christopher Nolan has a new movie coming out. All right. And his last mm. movie, wait, no, two movies ago, he was talking all about the bad decisions that humans made. We had dust storms and shit like that. It's an mm -hmm. overwrought movie, but whatever. It brings up a good point. And I think that a lot of that happens when, first of all division which like yes we've been divided forever but i mean i'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know this is a just different level of division where i find myself guilty of the same thing i look at some of these people and i'm like you're not a person but my reason for saying that is because they seem to not give a shit about basic decent you know uh, compassion like uh, right just decency any of these things that i think break the moral contract the social contract that we all should have with people they look at me as not a human because i don't believe in god and i murder babies according to them and all that shit and maybe that's a, a gross oversimplification but at the same time i think that no that's there are people who 100 percent feel that way well not to cut you off but like here's the frustrating part about that for me is that a lot of these people on an individual level when you're talking to them are generally, and I'm not saying all of them, some of them are fucking monsters and sociopaths, but a lot of them are generally kind and generally just people, just good old folk. And like, they, they can talk to you like a person or whatever, but in aggregate, you know, they, they look at these issues in a monstrous way and they can be persuaded to think about these things in a monstrous way. You know, like they can talk to a person of color working just fine, or they can talk to a gay person just fine, but they're more than willing to fucking vote however they're told to vote, which is a little bizarre. And they get like all like this fervor going. Well, it's frothing at the mouth. So here's the weird thing. We talk about political evolutions and there's some old adage that says, if you're young, you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're old and you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Now people say that. But I think the other evolution that happens too is people who are very passionate become dispassionate. And it's mm. really interesting that like our generation, and I, and I can say that like 100%, our generation had a front row seat of shit. We saw fucking 9-11 and then just grew up from age 11 on with a destabilized world that like we're constantly in an existential clusterfuck without knowing that that's what it was. That's what it was. Then right. in 08, our first election cycle, we get to do this thing like, oh my God, we believe in a system and we believe in people and we believe in, in, the, in the goodness of American people. And then he won. And then yeah. we're like, hey, we did it, guys. And, and it's the events that have happened subsequently that lead us to believe like, oh, he didn't do shit. It's not Obama's fault. It really isn't. It's like, oh, the country revealed themselves to be who they were. And that's, that's really fucking sad. Like, I don't know what to do there. But what I'm saying is like, okay, in 2008 both of us so fucking passionate like yeah because we felt like we were a part of something much bigger than ourselves and then what we realize 16 years later and then 20 years later you know or 12 years later whatever um is that like all that's bullshit like all of it was a was, was a false bill of goods and the ignorance on yeah. both sides is like really fucking creepy obviously one's more evil than the other and, and like a baseline like i'm looking from afar but it doesn't make any of it easier to swallow and it's just like 
Oh, the ignorance of both sides. Are you, are you kind of like tacitly referring to like your uh, run-ins with the uh, far left? Yeah, I mean, but, but, far left, but, but that's ridiculous know. because like, Matt, I think I'm far left. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, and, and so we, we've gotten to the point where like, oh God, there really is purity tests, not even among our candidates, but there's purity tests among like being a voter, which is yeah. nuts to me. Well, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I've been watching uh, ContraPoints in earnest who I hadn't mm. really watched a lot of. I'd watched a little bit and I, really and I got, her. I got to her video that you were talking about where she got fucking canceled over having another trans person for a 10 second clip and like the whole trans community came after her because she was discriminating against or that person had discriminated against certain aspects of the community and it was just like y'all are trans like you're all y'all are in it together that was basically her point well it's it's like just this purity test yeah well it's amazing to me that it's like that's how far that movement's come that now y'all want to have dissent in the ranks instead of just being like holy shit every single one of us like i don't care if you like your fucking you know peanut butter and banana or if you like peanut butter and jelly doesn't matter right like the peanut butter's there (laughs) like i know it's a bad analogy but it is it's like we had to all be on the same side of an issue and now largely because of like the goodness in people and federal legislation and the fact that yes change does happen incrementally you fuck boys like they feel comfortable enough that they can then try to to put those lines in the sand where it doesn't seem like like you know, like, hey, how about we get everyone protected and then we can really figure out what the fuck we're doing? Uh, yeah. and it's just weird that we're still on this tribalist shit, even within the tribes that we say we belong to. And I mean, I, I think on the left and we've talked about it and I, I'm sorry we're not being that funny, I guess, but this is some serious shit is like, you know, it gives you a measure of control to be outraged. And I have a few liberal friends who are getting hella outraged and they're just super anti-racist and super this and super that, which is great. But it's also translating to, I'm not going to vote for Biden. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't get us anywhere right now. Like, we're not in a position where we can comfortably, you know, argue or die on that hill, you know? I just think that we're, I, I, I think politics are just distracting people for the wrong reason. And granted, like, it's not a fight that we can sit out. Like, I understand that. You know what I mean? But the problem is like, none of this matters. Like on the grand scheme of things, like we're humans and we're too busy getting pissed off about being Americans first, which is like kind of not the, the long scope of history is not going to give a fuck if you were born in the States. Right. Like, like, like when the, when the dust storms come by and when they, when the, when the the temperature keeps rising, it's not going to be a little bit colder because God is smiling down on that shining city on the Hill. Like it's irrelevant and we can't get people to think outside of fucking red or blue. And it's so dumb to me. We've isolated ourselves to the point where we're not joining the international effort to find a vaccine because the world health organization is running it. So at that point, uh, fuck it. Let's all move to Guam or something. What do you, I mean, how do you feel about that in general? I don't want to get too personal here, but you know, I, I, I feel great. Well, I wanted to bring this up because my mother is in Florida. Your mother's in Florida. The difference here is that my nephews and nieces are not going to school. Like the Hillsborough allowed the, the students to opt out, but they didn't give that same courtesy to the teachers. And, and, and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, it's fine. But I do get a little fucking upset because your mother is one, a wonderful human being first, mm. second, an incredible like educator and, and genuinely cares. And I've seen that because you and I have worked on those fucking plays behind the scenes where like, I don't think she's getting extra money. And if she is, it's certainly not enough yeah, to wrangle I, kids for fucking months to get them uh, to remember lines. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping here. Like just historically, cause None of you know my mom. Um, (laughs) My mom has been working for almost 40 years. Four decades, uh, yeah. As a elementary school teacher. And I've never met anybody who loves their job as much as she does. And this year, and I'm not going to put her business out there too much, but this year has been particularly hard for a number of reasons. Um, And the prospect of going back to school is particularly hard. And here's the fucked up thing about Hillsborough County or Florida in general is they're rushing these kids back to school and uh, not providing these schools any extra funding or guidelines on how to handle social distancing. So me having worked at Amazon, uh, JFK 8 was basically a testing ground for the entire country on how to handle this. And that's not an exaggeration. We were at the nexus point of the virus. Uh, We remained open when other businesses did not. And we had to figure out on the fly how to implement social distancing and remain open. 
so I was like feeding her information on like how to do that. And she was giving that to her principal because the fucking county couldn't be bothered. And that's fucked to me, man. No, and, and we're sending these people into harm's way. And when I think about like, it's not like, first of all, if you're a second year teacher, you're just as valuable, I assume. I don't know that to be true, but I assume. Mm-hmm. But, but someone like your mom, who, like you said, for four decades, and by the way, raised a pretty good kid in the process. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Me. Yeah. And I'm talking about me, you fuck. Um, oh. You're all right. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> no, but it's like I, I get really <laughs> shitty about that to the point where I felt like I was mouthing off to your mom, which is one, not something I've ever done in my life <laughs> like right. I, I am so scared of your mom even though she's the sweetest person in the world but I, I i just felt some kind of way about it because it's like you're being held hostage and what happens what i mean god forbid if something fucking happens the county's not gonna care like hmm. but we're gonna care so i don't know i think about that stuff all the time and it's just like it's really hard to to you know to, to, to bring it all the way full circle okay <laughs> yeah we need that baby coin, obviously, because that's the only thing that's going to get us out of this fucking national nightmare is something cute, like Baby Yoda. Like, if Baby Yoda was a cryptocurrency, I know I hate him, but everyone else seems to love that goddamn thing. It brought the nation together. We need another Baby Yoda. I agree, and I do want to just, you know, like, let's just address this. Uh, it, it, why do you hate Baby Yoda, man? Like, we, we have so few pure things in this world. Uh, you know, f- 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 right, what's right, your beef if, with Baby if, if, Yoda? If, if Werner Herzog is giving the Baby Yoda, like, sign-off, who the fuck am I? Like, for right. what reason? It's really, it's not, it's through no fault of Baby Yoda. It's, it's everyone else. It's everyone else taking, like, pretty little, or no, big little lies memes. And, and mm. although that meme really made me laugh, so maybe that's a bad example. But it's, like, all the other ones. Oh, like, why are they anthropomorphizing him and saying, like, oh, he wants chicken nuggies? Dolores does this, and I swear to God, I'm on the doorstep of a divorce every time she does it because I'm just like, really? We're doing Baby Yoda? First of all, he's 50. That's right. just insulting to me. He's old and like close to getting his AARP card, but no one says anything about it. I mean, why do you like Baby Yoda? Why wouldn't I? He's adorable. He brings me joy when I watch him. He's cute and little. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't talk yet. That's actually not true. He like totally knows what he's doing. He uses the force and shit all the time, whenever it's convenient, whenever the third act of an episode is getting a little like, uh Oh, this is getting precarious. You know, so have you, have you, have you watched this? I watched the first four episodes. It's fine. It's fine. Max. The last last four, the last four really does bring it home. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not (laughs) saying like, uh, like everything that you've wanted in star Wars is in that show. So, so it's, it's, you know, and I know that like on a philosophical level, you're done with it or whatever, as you should be based on these movies, but it <laughs> takes everything that's wrong with those movies, tosses them out, throws in a Werner Herzog, throws in a Taika Waititi, throws in a little cute uh, Yoda little, puppet. Little young Carlo Esposito, a little Carl yeah. Weathers making yeah. stews and shit. Yeah. No, I know. Like, I, like the first episode was fine. Then Steve Agee showed up and I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of these kinds of shows. All right. Cool. Steve right. Agee. Right. I don't know. Dude, like I told you, we've, we've been talking about this for months now. I just think that I'm done. I think I'm done as a person. Like, I like tenant means less than nothing to me. I, yeah, I just, I'm not excited for that. I, and really it makes not. me sad because here's the thing. Ten years ago, Inception came out. And, like, I feel whatever I feel about Inception now. But at the time, I think, I think like, because it's almost become fashionable to hate on Nolan, which is stupid because I, lo- I thought his last movie was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and We're you know, a huge fans of that. I thought Dunkirk, Dunkirk. was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And so is. like, I think about like, okay, well, no, he's still like maybe one of the most, he did, he, he didn't win best director that year, but I thought he should have. Mm. Um, and so like, in theory, I should be all about it. And in 2010, we were so excited about the fact that there was an original blockbuster that like someone paid this guy a lot of money and it was something called you know wholly conceived in his head and it was right. great to see something original and yeah it's got problems but like some of those scenes still fucking slap with the usual nolan awe like because you know spielberg i think was the guy to give you the awe moments and then mm-hmm. at some point like for better or for worse nolan became that dude like he really is the i think the director consistently gives that to us yeah, no like you, you can't be mad at him for all the usual reasons he's doing shit with practical effects he's he's making things as uh, real and tactile as possible while inspiring like you said awe. like it's, it's spectacle and it's spectacle done well like these are the the stereotypical core foundational reasons that we go to the movies is to be taken to another place and for all his faults nolan does his best to do that uh i wish his sound mixing wasn't dog shit but you know it is neither here nor there (laughs) i hear that like yeah go ahead 
Yeah, well, I hear the sound mixing in Tenet is continues to be terrible. Like people couldn't understand half of the dialogue is what I'm hearing. Oh, great. Yeah, I don't I know mean, what that he, is with him. He needs, like this, he, he needs, needs his, Yeah, he needs his ears checked. You're just bringing Lynch just as the sound guy. I, the thing is, I think that's the kind of thing that David Lynch would not raise his nose up at. You know what I mean? Because right. I think he he on and he and his show. All right, like, Chrissy, let's write this ship. <laughs> you think he's like? Because my favorite thing there's a video on YouTube right now. It's like the the the, uh, the true love, David and his headphones, and it's just like a compilation of every time he's like checking the gate, and he just has both hands on his head, like ah oh, yeah, that's the take, and then he just walks off or something. So I find that hysterical, and I wish in a perfect world that that those two would collaborate. But you know, like the the Nolan of it all is just like I should care. I cared about Interstellar before I saw it. I cared yeah. about all of his movies. Um, and now I just don't. And I wonder if that's me being one of those fucking annoying kids who's like, I'm too cool for it. I don't feel like I'm too cool for it. I just don't care. There's just no other way to explain it. I'll watch it. I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, well, if it's playing on a drive through I'll go see it. That's fine. But it's sure. not. And I don't care. Like, like I know people who are driving to San Diego because theaters are open in San Diego. And it's like, you're driving two hours to watch Tenet. And, like, that's not crazy. You and I used to drive to, like, Veterans 24, which was, like, 55 minutes away from our house, to go watch indie movies all the time. Right. You know? I, I drove, like, two hours to see Neon Demon once. So, that's you know, lit, anything though. is possible. That's, that's an experience, though. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should shut up. The point is this, that it's, like, it's getting fine reviews. I think it's, like, 78% or 80% or some shit like that. Sure. People seem to like it. I expected that it would be good and competent. Right. Like, he doesn't w- make worth bad Worth risking your life for? I no. don't know. Yeah, no. And I think that's the thing. By the way, like, that's this other insane thing. How many people I've seen including Adam Carolla, but I don't know him personally. We'll circle back to Adam Carolla. But people that I know who are like challenging masculinity based on people not going to this movie. A couple things I've seen like, Tenet was amazing. How many of you pussies didn't go to the theater? And I'm like, really? Like we're like, like, like caring about your family and the well-being of others is now a challenge to your masculinity, which is like, by the way, there are people who fall for that shit. I think it's so interesting. Like, the modern male, Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. wouldn't agree with this because he's not a modern male. Uh, the modern, he's not barely a male. I, the, the modern entity has nothing to do with his fucking problems. Um, but it, it's like the idea that we have gotten over that. But like even in the 90s, like a challenge to your masculinity, someone called you, oh, you're gay. What would you say? Like you're supposed to fucking square up and get shitty right. with people. And it's so weird that like I think it was our generation that sort of got over that hump or were like, what that meant that doesn't mean anything. That has no bearing on what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's so fucking weird that like a movie is what people are drawing that line in the sand. Not like wartime, you know what I mean? Not like the right. Nazis are over there and we and you didn't volunteer to go fight in World War II. No, tenet, man. Like this is your cultural responsibility to see a movie that even the stars don't understand as a it's man. Fucked. It's just fucked. It's just fucked. I don't know, man. And, uh, and, and, uh, well, well, is that the whole, like, you know, the whole, like, oh, you're, you're a fucking pussy if you wear a mask and you worry about dying in a pandemic and shit. Like, it's, it's that kind of vibe, you know, that Joe Rogan fucking vibe. Yeah. That I, I, I'm not, uh, fond of. I don't love it. I think it, you know, leads to death. That's like, that's like, that's like, my favorite thing is when you watch like medicine commercials and they have like, and we've did this bit like 12 years ago or something, maybe more, right? And, right. and Alex Hall's uh, like thing. Or like oh, right. back spasms. Like my, my, like, cause the, I feel the, like that was the, the rice cake emporium bit. This is like, cause it was the one time I felt like, okay, maybe I'm not a great writer, but I could be an idea guy. Because I just remember like 17 years old being like, you know what I always find funny? When you see something that's like a cure for something really innocuous and isn't bad, but the fucking side effects go on and on and on and on and on. And so we, we did that bit, but I just like, I would love a medicine that's just like, you know, uh, dizziness, dry mouth, death. Like they try to bury it under the mix. They get Chris Nolan's mixer to get in there. So that doesn't pick up. But uh, yeah, dude, I mean, that, that, it would be Uh-oh. truth in advertising that we've never seen before. Here, hold on one sec. Anyway, I, I fucking, I'm doing like depression nosedive, but I'm not even depressed. At least I don't know it. So I'm going right. to, I'll, I'll sw- swerve off that. Can I, can I bitch about something that, you know, it's been in my mind for forever and for some reason I just got mad about it. Absolutely. Right? I love when you get angry about things. It's hilarious. Okay. It's a bird. It's a plane. 
No, it's Superman. The fuck? What? Right. Like, what? Are you saying like who announces when there's a bird in, in the sky? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, like who announces when there's a bird in the sky? Number two, unless you're an un- uncontacted fucking Amazon tribe. <laughs> That'd be amazing. There's a bird. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, especially Just in a New whole, York. A whole city full of people going, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a bird. Oh, it's Superman. Well, yeah. okay, but again, nobody would ever get anything done. I'm unless sorry, you're an uncontacted Amazonian tribe, are you really messing up a bird in a plane? I feel like no. Nah, you could probably like look at the motion on that and be like, no, nah, that's definitely a bird. That's definitely a plane. Right. Like Let number alone, one, that's small. Superman. That's not. Yeah. Like, but I don't understand the stupid. Does Superman leave a chemtrail behind him? Like, right. why are you ever confusing not Does just the bird in a plane, but a human? Does he typically like fly with his arms outstretched like a bird? No, he he, he has his arms in front of him for some reason. I don't know how that helps him propel through the air, but he does it. They never get into the physics on Superman, which I think is by design because if they got too into the weeds on that, we'd be like, wait, you're Uh, telling me this is fiction? Like, like, (laughs) He's simultaneously lightweight enough to just fly through the air, but also like dense enough to fly through the moon. So I don't know, man. Yeah, what's up with that? Does he have like hollow bones that turn <laughs> anti? He's got bird bones. Yeah, bird, bird bones. Yeah, old bird bones. <laughs> I love that. That would be like such the funniest shit talk in the world, man. Like right. they're over there trying to get another real estate scam going. Just calls him bird bones, Clark Kent. I love it, man. Well, it could be like Justice League could be like an always sunny episode, you know, where he's just D, you know, like shut up, bird. Well, hold on, because I feel like we didn't... What's the other one? Justice League and then Legion of Doom. Do you remember the old cartoon when the Legion of Doom, like, they, they their headquarters... I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. I'm fucking on my comic book lore here. But in the cartoon, it would always be, like, in, the, in a swamp, and the thing would raise out of the swamp, which seemed like a very expensive and uh, ineffective means of, like, hydraulics for your mm. underground lair. But I guess right. they needed to flex on Superman. Like, Superman as a whole plays... Like Naturally. A, solitude like does whatever he wants it's a fortress and shit they need to have the ability to to submerge and come up now it'd be cooler if that shit was like a submarine but that's not i guess as cool as like because let me ask you something what's cooler a submarine or a whole building that can go under water and up and above water at will i mean obviously the building i i think that you just touched on something that i've never even thought about we've been spending this entire podcast holding Batman's feet to the fire for his accountability, for his like lack of accountability, for not helping out, you know, the poor citizens of Gotham for punching poor people in the face, for not attacking issues at their systemic roots. But here's Superman. He can fly anywhere at the speed of light or something. He can't build houses for the homeless. He can't find some, you know, unowned tracts of land somewhere and just ferry all the fucking homeless people there and build some houses in like a second. Right, Forget he can't. About he it. can't go into the ocean, make another like whenever land's running out. He just makes another island. He's just like, he's a, all right, volcano punches. He's a it. real dude. He's a real Jeff Bezos man. It's like he has all the power in the world. He does nothing with it. See, I'm gonna push back on that, and, and no one ever really supports Superman, but I think I'm going to here, which is to say that like the places where he would be actually effective in doing the real change, Superman Red Sun really nails this, mm. is that there would be this inherent mistrust of him. He's the other, he could never really be altruistic. Like, sure, he's fine when he's in our on our bench and he can be deployed at our behest. Sure. But left to his own devices, we don't know what his allegiances are. You know what I'm saying? So that, it's that's like, why. Well, he would work in the shadows, man. So, so just roll with me here. Imagine okay. you're you're Joe homeless. You're sitting on the curb. You're like, oh fuck! I wish I wasn't fuck, still I wish homeless. I homeless. We're I'm so... off this goddamn country, and this is what I get. The VA won't see me. I'm living under a bridge. All right, I'm there. I'm in the headspace. Keep going. All right. All right. And then Alien Superman plops down, and he's like the wearing fuck? a hoodie. He's like wearing a hoodie, and he's like, "Yo, uh, don't tell anyone. I'm Superman. Uh, I got a house for you, dude. It's in Colorado. It's like 500 miles away, but I'm just gonna fly you there. All right, and be there in two minutes. Why would he? Why would he? feel the need to hide that like like superman going well, around be, like, because he doesn't want the government agencies to be getting into shit because he knows that they're, they're going to be you know shitty about the homeless people oh do you think some republicans just like listen the american people don't like handouts, superman and what you're uh, doing is god let's I'm just gonna, call it it's socialism i'm going to introduce a bill to the floor that says no superman building houses for the homeless 
Well, they have to put like Superman and then like with the little uh, like parentheses S like they throw like the pluralization of Superman is very important because mm-hmm. it gives the pretense that it's not discriminatory against Superman specifically. Wait, Superman's not Superman. Supermans. Exactly. <laughs> Superman's. Yeah. No, well, because no, when you pluralize it, right? Like you're saying Superman in the contract, you're going after him. But right. then you wouldn't say parentheses supermen to make the pluralization, right? Like you do person, persons, which I know is technically correct, but people say people when there's mm-hmm. more than one, right? So it would be, yeah, Superman or Supermans. That way, you know, mm-hmm. you can get around the whole law because Superman could take that shit to the Supreme Court. Like, dude, they wrote a whole law to discriminate against me. I thought every man was cr- was created equal. Like, well, you're not technically a man, are you, Mr. L? They find out right. his real name and they're shitty about it. He's foreign. And they fucking cast him out to the Balkans or something. <laughs> I'm just like, and he's he's like, oh shucks, all right, <laughs> just goes. Because what is Superman gonna do? He's a fucking Boy Scout after all. But right. yeah, I, I you know, I, I think that's well, amazing that any any help on the micro level would still be met with bureaucratic red tape. That's incredible. which is exactly why he's wearing the hoodie. Like we've gotten to, so now we're up to present day, right? Like the law has been passed. Superman is outlawed. He's still gonna help the homeless because he, again, like think about how fast this fucker could build. A affordable housing on his own. Why do you think that he has carpentry skills? He's a fucking alien. Like, do you have you see the architecture back on Krypton? Yeah, he made a whole crystal castle. Well, he did do that. All right. Well, you got me. This guy obviously <laughs> has a baseline for for architecture. He's got that crystal carpentry, bro. Come on, get out of here. Was that made of ice or crystal? Uh, I I, I assume crystal. I okay. Although it's in a really icy place, you know. When does ice become a crystal? When does a hill become a mountain? Does he not get cold? No, because he doesn't feel anything. Oh my god, is he like completely numb? He's a sensation. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like 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 think about this because that is the darkest timeline. Like you want to talk about the like the most impressive serial killer of all time? Yeah, S- Superman would be it. I mean, I mean that, that's basically the boys, right? Like, isn't that like the the fucking question it's asking? Is like, what if Superman was a fucking crazy person? Well, yeah, like a, like where, where they stop valuing because that's the, ultimately the thing that's so enduring or endearing rather about Superman is that like he doesn't know. It's 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 like when it's like uh, it's like when a lion doesn't kill a gazelle and he's mm. friends with it instead. It's like, oh, right. he doesn't even know. He could just murder this motherfucker. Uh, and it's a really cute thing. And so Superman stays pure and beautiful and shit like that. But yeah, I, the boys really kind of nails that. The idea of minimizing the value of human life. Oh, they're just humans. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, like they're being re- held above. Well, right. and I really like the main dude in that show too. The guy who plays the asshole. Um, because it, because there's a, more than one candidate for that in that show. The, the main guy. The main Home- asshole. Homelander? Homelander. There we go. I read these books. I don't know why I don't remember the name. Uh, But yeah, no, because he really nails the aw shucks Americana of Superman. um, Right. But then also shows kind of like, it's it's such like, honestly, if you think about it, like, and I know this wasn't Garth Ennis's intention. He didn't mean to create a perfect character to hold a mirror (laughs) up to society, but it kind of is. Like, think about what that dude represents, which like surface on the surface is like, aw shucks American values will sell you down the fucking river for for nothing like does Especially not give if it's a fuck. been if it's been corporatized and everything right. which it fucking would be if superheroes existed like absolutely like uh, the, the boys you know what i didn't give it enough credit when i first watched it but it's grown uh i've grown an appreciation of it for sure the more distance i get from it i'm kind of hyped for season two i mean i really love aya cash and she's gonna be in it and that's that's Whoa. good enough for me yeah hey. yeah she's gonna be great um good for and- you bubby good for me good for her okay like good for her. she's she's the bubby in this and you i guess yeah i get to watch her that's fun you know i'm a fan of her talents um but yeah i mean you know i think i think that that's the weird thing about that too is like i can't get super excited about that show because that comic book gets progressively worse but it starts off great and i really hope and they've already deviated a bunch so maybe they'll just stay completely away from the pitfalls of that comic but at right. least in concept and i think that, that we think about it all the time i was talking to dolores today about um madame bovary you ever read that book by gustave Lebert? no i can't say i have well it's ranked as like one of the greatest novels ever written and i i wanted to ask her why because i think it's really interesting the things that we call canon and why like for instance in film we can acknowledge that a movie isn't a great story per se. Like, 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 like we're not going to watch Dunkirk as we talked about it earlier for the amazing story and the intricate characters and the, you know, the Anton Chekhov of it all. 
we don't really care about that. Like that, that movie earns its fucking accolades because of what it is on a visual experience. Right. And likewise, there are films that maybe don't look great. That's what the indie film movement was all about. Right. This doesn't look good, but the writing, right. But the execution of it, the feeling it gives you, okay, that gets into Canton too. You know, like if we can mm-hmm. use the football uh, terms here. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So, so with books, that's a similar thing. Why is this here? Is it because the story is so fucking lit? Oh no, is yeah. it because the prose is so good? And I was trying to fucking like distinguish and figure that out. Why, like, you know, when, when we, we look at these things in abstract and we're like, well, what about the ideas they bring up? Isn't that more important than actually what it, what, like how it's executed? And I think the boys is in that category of like, you know, it's not great. I think it's in that, that Madame Bovary category. Oh yeah. Madame Bovary up here, the boys <laughs> just under it. But I just mean in, in general of like, does, is it, it's not the, execution it's not the total package rather right. what the package represents and i think that that's like always interesting those pieces of art for me are always so fascinating because it's like people tried something uh and a lot of times they fail miserably but sometimes they're cool i like when people try things man it's what's your favorite than... trying oh geez that's a big that's an impossible <laughs> you just fucking slink away from the microphone what's your favorite trying <laughs> leave the room so you're gonna avoid the question that's fine that's fine i get it yeah i'm gonna give that the old classic max dodge dodge american double speak of course 